the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The answer. Thank you so much for joining us on D-Day. It's a Tuesday, the Tuesday, the sixth morning of the 11th month of the year of our Lord, 2018. Uh, there's a tweet that I responded to a short while ago on the program or during a break in uh, on the program. And I want to share it. Eric Erickson is a well-known conservative. Uh, he is um, uh, a writer, a speaker, a broadcaster, and more. And uh, he's extraordinarily popular. 205,000 people follow him on Twitter. I am one. And um, he has his occasional uh, flirtations with never-Trumpism, with uh, you know not being on board the Trump train. And again, you don't have to be on board pulling the uh, whistle and to- tooting your way through uh, the, this uh, you know this existence. But um, he is a conservative, and uh, you know overall, despite having some differences with the president, he's he's pretty supportive. I think of conservative ideals and clauses or in po- uh, causes rather. But he tweeted today. Vote or don't vote. It is your choice. I'm glad we live in a country that doesn't fine you for not voting. Sitting it out is totally okay if you hate them all. And I got to tell you, I had a major problem with that. I still have a major problem with that, and I I I tweeted back to him. Major respect for you, but I could not disagree more vehemently on this. Republicans who stay home elect Democrats. And as we look at the you know number of hours left in voting today, when are the polls close? Seven thirty, I believe it is tonight. Seven thirty, the polls close. It is now ten ten. So what do we have here? Seven, eight, nine, what nine and a half hours roughly left uh, to vote. Um, I don't want you deciding. Eh, I don't know if I have time. I was going to go on my lunch hour. Maybe I'll go right after work. The lines are probably longest then, though. I'll, I'll go. I'll wait and go late, like you know, right at seven o'clock or something. Don't put it off and think eh, if I don't vote, it's okay. There's enough of us. After all, they said we had a lead in early voting. Republicans who stay home elect Democrats. It's not negotiable. It's not ambiguous. If you stay home and you're a Republican, vote for Renacy and Goldstein and uh, and Krauss and uh, a no vote on issue one, which we have to talk about. If you're a, if you're you know a true conservative voter and you stay home, you have indeed cast a vote for your Democrat opponents, and you are giving them the power back that they crave. And understand that this isn't just about their craving of power for the sake of what they can do legislatively. They want the House back so they can get rid of Donald Trump. They know full well that for better or worse, Donald Trump is the Republican Party. The Republican Party is Donald Trump. They're right about that. If Donald Trump is not the party, who is? He is the face of the party. He is the driving force of the party. And I know that drives a lot of the party very, very angry. It drives them insane. Because they don't like him. They don't like his style. They don't like his brashness. They don't like his cockiness. They don't like his language. They don't like his tweeting. There are a number of those things I don't like either. 
But I like results. I like policies that deliver results. And because of that, he has become the face of the party. And the left right now is thinking to themselves, what can we do? We can't stop him from the minority position in Congress. We can't stop him until we take back the gavel in the House of Representatives. We can't stop him until we win this election and the majority of these elections taking back the House on Tuesday. And if we can take back the House on Tuesday, we can stop him. And once we stop him, what do we stop? The entire Republican Party, because he is the Republican Party. If Donald Trump is run out of the White House, who's the face of the party? Seriously, think about that. Paul Ryan? No, he's on his way out the door. Mitch McConnell? He's not going to be in that position as Senate Majority Leader forever. He's not exactly as young as springtime. I say that with all due respect to his experience, wisdom, and service. But who's the face of the party? Is it Jim Jordan? I would like it to be. If you allow the Democrats to retake control of the House of Representatives today when this election happens, you will be endorsing the impeachment of Donald Trump. They've already said it. Nancy Pelosi and other party leaders have told Mad Maxine Waters to shut up about impeachment. Stop saying that now. We can't do it now. We don't have the majority. Stop that now because all it's going to do is galvanize Trump supporters into uh, coming out to vote so that we can't impeach him when we do take back the power. That's why they've told Maxine Waters to shut up about it. She won't, thank goodness. But they're right to say to her, hey, Quit telling the Republicans we're going to impeach. Because then they're going to come out and vote like crazy to make sure we don't win the right to impeach. Well, guess what? That's what I'm doing right now. I want to sound the clarion call. If the Democrats win the White House, don't think this is just business as usual that we can survive. Not the White House, I beg your pardon. The People's House. The People's House. The House of Representatives. They represent you and me. If the Democrats win back the people's house, it's not just business as usual. It's like, well, that's okay. We've had divided, you know, White House and, uh, uh, and, and, uh, congressional, uh, parties before. You know, Clinton got some things done with, with Newt Gingrich when, and the Republican controlled, uh, Congress back in the nineties. And, uh, you know, Obama, uh, you know, we survived two years of the Democrats controlling the house uh, at the beginning of the Obama administration. We'll survive two years. We'll win it back in 2020. No big deal. No. It's not just a business-as-usual deal with the Democrats controlling Congress. You are dealing with multiple things. One being, again, their pledge, even though they try to keep it on the down low, their pledge to impeach. That's right. They want to impeach the President of the United States. And they have essentially said that much. Okay? They are going to... Now, they won't get to be able to remove him from office, of course, because as long as the Republicans can control the Senate, they won't be able to get rid of them. But they're going to do whatever it takes to impeach and put him through those hearings so that nothing that the Trump administration has been able to accomplish in the first two years can continue to be accomplished. Economic growth will stop. Deregulation will stop. 
all of the things that the president and his team have been working on are going to be all consumed now. First, we're dealing with a Russian investigation. Then it's going to be impeachment hearings. None of the things that we are getting done will get done. It is that important. And then suddenly, again, from the standpoint of committees, important congressional committees are going to be led by the loudest, most shrill voices in the Democrat Congress, the likes of Maxine Waters. She'll be chair of the Finance Committee. The likes of Adam Schiff, one of the most vile, repugnant liars in all of Washington, D.C., He'll be in charge of the Intelligence Committee in the House. Do you understand the multifaceted problems that we are facing if we don't get out there and vote red today? It is that important. I cannot underscore it enough. All right, 216-901-0945 and 888-281-1110. I'm going to come to your phone calls after I share something with you that I hope maybe you can consider and share with others who may be going to the polls today. Now, this is probably a little bit longer than I want it to be. It's going to take us past our our, uh, 1020 traffic. Uh, But I'm going to ask Samuel and Jim and the guys in the studio to chill for a moment and just sit back and listen to a message from a former Democrat, a message from a former liberal who has seen the light and is voting red the way all of us should today. Once upon a time, I was a liberal. Well, to be honest, less than a year ago, I was still a liberal. I became a liberal because I felt I'd found a tribe whose values aligned with my own. I staunchly reject racism of any kind. I reject the marginalization of any human being based off of their gender or sexual orientation. I reject tyrannical groupthink. I reject a system which allows an ambitious, misinformed, and dogmatic mob to suppress free speech, create false narratives, and apathetically steamroll over the truth. I reject the acceptance of junk science and superstition to advance ideological agendas. I reject hate. These are the reasons why I became a liberal. And these are the same reasons why I am now walking away. For years now, I have watched as the left has devolved into intolerant, inflexible, illogical, hateful, misguided, ill-informed, un-American, hypocritical, menacing, callous, ignorant, narrow-minded, and at times, blatantly fascistic behavior and rhetoric. Liberalism has been co-opted and absorbed by the very characteristics it claims to fight against. For years now, I have watched as people on the left have become anesthetized to their own prejudices and bigotry, and the prejudices and bigotry of those around them who echo their values. I have watched as formerly sensible people who claim to reject racism have come to embrace the principles of universally hating and blaming all of society's problems on all people who have white skin. I have witnessed the irony of advocacy for gender equality morph into blatant hatred and intolerance of men and masculinity. I have seen the once earnest fight for equality for the LGBT community mutate into an illogical demonization of heteronormativity and the push to vilify and attack our conventional concepts of gender. These same self-proclaimed victims of intolerance now turning on the gay community that they attached themselves to to advance their agenda, now calling gay people privileged and themselves victims of injustice. 
I have watched as the left has allowed themselves to become hypnotized by false narratives and conclusions perpetuated by social justice warriors who misrepresent and misconstrue facts, evidence, and events to confirm their own biases that everyone who does not comply with their prejudicial conclusions and follow their orders is a racist, a bigot, a Nazi, a white supremacist, homophobic, Islamophobic, xenophobic, misogynistic, and alt-right extremist. And I have watched as they have used these heartless and carelessly assigned labels to intimidate, threaten, bully, silence, attack, unemploy, blacklist, and destroy anybody who dares to fight back. They'll come for me, and then they'll come for you. And worst of all, the Democratic Party and the liberal media has embraced, affirmed, aided, and abetted this cult ideology. In an effort to gain voters and maintain power, the Democratic Party that I once loved has joined forces with the extremist left. The Democratic Party and the liberal media now believe their own ill-gotten conclusions and have ominously decided that they, and only they, know the remedy for society's ills. The left has decided that the solution to problems with race relations in America is more racism. The left believes that attacking, insulting, and dehumanizing one group of people elevates another. The left now believes that there are no boundaries when telling lies, omitting the truth, or misrepresenting facts when telling the news, because their end justifies their means. The left has now decided that its point of view is the only acceptable one, and that suppressing, censoring, and banning open dialogue and debate is virtuous and progressive. The Democratic Party has adopted a deleterious belief system, happily and without skepticism, separating people into groups based off of identity and then organizing them into camps of victims and oppressors. If you are a person of color, an LGBT person, a woman, or an American immigrant, the Democratic Party wants you to know that you are a victim and destined to stay that way. They will insist that you are a victim, doomed to exist within a system that is rigged against you. That you are a victim of systemic oppression. That you are a victim of your circumstances. And that no amount of hard work or motivational action will ever allow you to overcome your victimhood or the privilege of those around you. This is perhaps the Democratic Party's greatest and most insidious lie. But if you are a minority in America today, the left-wing politicians and the liberal media don't want you to ever discover this lie. So they bombard us with stories designed to reinforce the narrative that you are in danger, that you cannot succeed. They manipulate your fears and concerns by telling you that you are disadvantaged, disempowered, and disposable to everyone except them. They will tell you that you need them. They will tell you that you are only safe under their supervision. They will promise to liberate you from all that chains you. And then, they will do absolutely nothing for you. Once upon a time, I was a liberal. But liberalism has changed, and I will no longer be a part of an ideology or political party that represents everything that contradicts my values of unity, equal opportunity, personal empowerment, compassion, and love. So I am walking away. And I encourage all of you to do the same. Walk away. Walk away from Democrats. Walk away from the Democratic Party. Vote red today. Vote for your country. We're back after this. Oh, three. 
1028, let's squeeze a couple of phone calls in here before the bottom of the hour, because after the bottom of the hour break, we are going to talk with the son of the President of the United States. Eric Trump will be back with us to remind us about how important this election is today and how important it is to go out there and vote for the Trump agenda by way, by way of voting for Republicans who support it. Jan is in Cleveland. Jan, thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, no one can, uh, any, no conservative better feel complacent today because a Democrat called in and he said he couldn't wait till he got to the polls and hand it to Trump because what we need is more government workers and, uh, and, uh, free medical care, you know, and I think he'll be driving his, uh, non-government built car to the polls and uh, stopping at a uh, non-government-owned franchise for his hamburger. This socialism has been pushed really strongly, and a lot of people have bought into it, and they don't know where it leads. And uh, maybe they all need to take a vacation to Venezuela. (laughs) <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly right. And you know what it is, Jan? I, people, people mock us and say, you know, we're being hyperbolic when we say the Democrats are so... Honestly, if you look at their principles and look at what they stand for and listen to them, they are arguing on behalf of socialism at the very best case scenario for them, socialism light. But it is equivalent in so many ways. And yes, go take a look at socialist countries and see how they are faring. Uh, let's go to Frank and Brook Park. Hey, Frank, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. Here's a tangential thing to think about for those people who don't want to go vote. Just in Mexico, which is right contiguous to us, there have a lot of diseases, okay, diseases. Uh, that's the biggest weapon that these people are bringing with them. Uh, in Mexico, dengue fever, which leads to internal hemorrhaging, hepatitis A and hepatitis E, and that's from contamination of food and water primarily fecal matter. Well, yeah, you're right. There, there's no there's no doubt. We don't we don't we don't need to list all the diseases, Frank. We know what they are. But but here's the thing. Your point okay. is well your point is well taken, which is that in lesser developed countries where they have uh let's just say less than ideal health care and health providers, um yes, diseases run more rampant and diseases are much more easily communicable and, and yes, easily carried into another country like this one. So your point is well taken. Uh regardless. Thank you so much for the call. I got to get out so I can get back in on time for Eric Trump who'll be joining us after the news on am 1420 progressive democrats please be aware you have now entered the place where political correctness goes to die this is the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer the president of the united states was in town yesterday this guy cordre is a bad guy not a good person he's hurt a lot of people What he's done to people is a disgrace, and I hope he loses for two reasons. Number one, Mike DeWine is a, he's going to be a great governor, and Cordray, a bad person who will do a terrible job. Okay. Now that I have that out of my system, let's go back. It's true. That's true. He's a bad person. Republicans have, we actually essentially fired him, so I mean, I know a lot about him. 
They're fired. There is nothing There is nothing quite like President Donald J. Trump. There is nobody who does it quite like him. The rallies yesterday, they just turn up by the thousands and every stop that he makes. How he's able to do it is really beyond anybody's comprehension. Maybe somebody who knows him well would uh, be able to tell us how he's able to keep this energy level up throughout this entire uh, midterm election process. I bet uh, maybe one of his kids might know. Uh, Eric Trump joins us once again on AM 1420, The Answer, the son of the President of the United States. Uh, Eric, good to have you back here in Cleveland. How are you? Hey, Bob. It's great to be back. Where does he get this energy? I mean, 70-year-old man or 71, or what is your dad now, 70, 70 or 71? Uh, yeah, you know, 72. 72, whatever it is. Uh, it, does, it doesn't matter. At his age, you know, it's, we joke about this uh, from time to time, thinking back to the primaries and the uh, debate stage and how he kind of dubbed Jeb Bush low energy, Jeb, low energy, low energy. And, and it wasn't just a moniker. He believed it because look at his energy. He lives the high energy that he speaks about and what he's able to do in going around this country from one end to the other on this massive tour for the last several weeks for all of these GOP candidates. Eric, it's really, it, it's, it's, it's inconceivable. I don't understand how he does it. Bob, I want you to pull the tapes from you and I pre, pre-election day 2016. I always said, you always said, why would he be a good president? Right? And I said, this guy will work harder than any human being in history, right? That's who he is. You know, hard work, I think, is ingrained in your, your, your DNA in a certain way, right? It's, it's, you know, it just, it, you know, my, my father's a machine. He's always been a machine. In, in private industry, he was an absolute machine. He never, he never stopped seven days a week, 20 hours a day. I mean, you know, and, and, and that's what he brought to Washington, D.C. And by the way, Washington, D.C. needs a lot more of that. I mean, you have congressmen and senators that take four-month vacations. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. Washington was a place that didn't work hard. And I can tell you that White House works, works harder than any White House before it in history. I mean, my father works harder. And by the way, he's doing all these rallies. He did three yesterday. He would have loved to have done more, but logistically, the travel for a president now with you know other requirements and Secret Service and everything else, it's a little bit different. But you'll remember election night of of uh, you know 2016, November 8th of 2016. We we did he did seven rallies. I, I spent the day with him that day. He did seven rallies. He did a midnight rally, I believe, actually in Ohio that day. You know, and he went on stage at 12:30, one o'clock in the morning to do his final rally. I mean, it was. He's in, he's he's unbelievable. He's he's unbelievable, and this country is winning right now. We are we are winning at everything we do right now, Bob. And um, I mean, I couldn't be more proud of him. I just couldn't be more proud of him. Eric, I couldn't either, and I and you should be, and I can hear it in your voice. Uh, he is every bit as hardworking as you as you as you just described, and as you did back in 2016 as well. Um, his name isn't on the ballot. But clearly his his footprint is all over it because all of these Republicans who are running to keep their seats and all of these Republicans who are running to replace Democrats, all of whom have obstructed, resisted, and pushed back against all the policies that have us winning in so many ways. That's what this is all about. If at the end of the day... It's not a large margin. They only need 23 seats. The Democrats need to gain 23 seats to take over the House. The left is going to paint that as a repudiation of your father's policies and the progress this country has made. I do not believe it to be so, but that's how they will paint it. How will your dad react if the Democrats take the uh, the gavel back and, and take over the House? Well, you know, break this down. I mean, go back in history. Obama lost 63 seats. Only, only three times in history was, you know, did, did the, you know, current sitting president, um, you know, uh, pick up seats. And one was after 9-11. I think the other two were in the 1800s, right? So 
it's statistically historical trends, um, you know, it's not in Republicans' favors. Now, I think my father's a very different, I'm sorry, not in any politician's favor who, you know, who holds, who, you know, who's in the White House. Um, I think my father's a very, very different person. Um, you know, I think if the, if the person who has been, you know, not just Republicans, I have Democrats all the time come up to me and say, listen, you know, I looked at my 401k, my 401k is up by 35% since your father took office. I will never vote for Democrats before, and I, I was a lifelong Democrat. I mean, I hear that every single day. I hear from people every single day, which is, you know, I was a Democrat, but I was a JFK Democrat, and I can't relate to that party anymore. I mean, it's become too socialist. It's become too progressive. It's, it's crazy. They're unrecognizable. If those people whose lives are better get out and vote in the Ohio's and in the Pennsylvania's, this thing's over. This thing's, this thing's over. If, if Republicans are complacent and they stay at home, um, and they don't vote a red ticket, uh, then we could have a horrible night. Um, you know, and it, it really comes down to, you know, do you want Nancy Pelosi running government? And if you want Nancy Pelosi running government, you know, who wants to double your taxes, um, then guess what? Don't, don't go out. Don't, don't vote. You know, sit at home. Um, if you're happy that you got a pay increase, if you're happy with 401ks, if you're happy with your savings plans, if you're happy with the economies, your job, everything else, you've got to go out there and you've got to vote. You've got to vote red. I mean, it's just, it's just that simple. But, you're right. I mean, listen. The Republicans have a a more of an uphill battle than um, you know the Democrats. I mean, they have to hold very few seats. Uh, we have a lot of people retiring. You know, you have the redistrict redistricting in Pennsylvania, which will likely cost Republicans five seats right off the bat. And so, uh, but remember, Obama lost sixty three seats. Sixty three seats. Uh, they never want to mention that because you know he's uh, always held on the pedestal, but. Obama lost 63 seats, but if Republicans and Trump supporters get out and vote in Pennsylvania and in Ohio, we're going to have a good night. Um, mark my words. Uh, we're talking with Eric Trump, the son of the President of the United States. I, and by the way, going back to the last Democratic President, Bill Clinton, too, he lost 50-plus seats in the first midterm uh, in 1994 after he was elected. So so you're right. Uh, this this is the pattern. This is just the way that it goes. The party in power generally loses a bunch of seats, and they don't have to lose a ton this time around in order for it to flip. But you know the media. They never give your dad. They never give Republicans a fair nope. shake. And they're going to say that this bodes well for 2020, that the Republican Party is uh, you know falling out of love with President Trump. They didn't even come out there and support his candidates that he went wall to wall for if he is able to and here's the thing that i think eric if we lose the house um you know are you still there eric i heard a click yes i am okay sorry about that if we lose the house but it's a close margin, and, and, and it's within single digits that the Democrat. I think it will be a true testament, quite frankly, of your dad's popularity and appeal to the Republican base and to voters, even even moderate voters who weren't sure. But if he hadn't done this whirlwind tour, rally after rally after rally, giving un, un, uh, equivocal endorsements to all of these very important Republicans, um, then the, the, the probably would be one of those 50 or 60 seat blowouts that happen. If he's able to keep it you know, close and the Democrats still take over, I think that really speaks to how well uh, he is still regarded among the, among the, the the electorate. Yeah, I do too. And hey, you know, at the end of the day, you have to zoom out, right? There's a lot of noise in politics. There's a lot of noise by the media. The, the media, you know, I mean, the, the the amount of kind of garbage you hear every single day is, is is unthinkable, especially if you sit in our seats. But if you zoom out for a second, I mean, look at where we are as a country. We this country is winning. America's winning right now like it's never won before. I, by every quantifiable measure, a little, you know, they'll talk about style, they'll talk about this, they'll talk about that, but. We have the fastest growing GDP we've ever had in this country. We have the lowest unemployment we've ever had in this country. Since 1969, the, the year we put a man on the moon, we've only had unemployment go under 4% 
for 11 months, 11 months since 1969, six of those months have been under, you know, Donald Trump, under his, under his watch. We have the fastest wage growth we've ever seen in this nation. My father put together the largest tax cuts in the history of this country. Small businesses are paying 18% less in, in taxes, right? The, the average family saves 2,500 bucks a year. He's rebuilding the greatest military that the earth has ever seen because that's who we are as Americans. We need the greatest military. ISIS is gone. North Korea is handled. He's taking on the opioid crisis. He's taking on immigration problem. He's protecting the Second Amendment. He's, you know, taking care of the price of prescription drugs, which have become absurd. I mean, have become absolutely absurd. He's taking on sanctuary cities. Manufacturing is coming back. Consumer confidence is the greatest it's ever been in this country. The stock markets are at all-time highs. We're the number one in number one rated economy right now in the world for a developed country. You know, China is down by 25% this year. We have the hottest economy we've ever had as a nation. I mean, we are winning again. We're winning at everything we do. I mean, we're winning at everything we do. Lowest African-American unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, lowest female unemployment, lowest Asian-American unemployment, lowest youth unemployment. I mean, you know, where do I stop? And, 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 and Bob, if that's not rewarded, I don't, you know, I don't know what... What 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 is? I mean, America's winning. We are we are winning as a country. We're winning because you have a common sense person in there. And you know, Nancy Pelosi's been a politician almost as long as I've been alive. You know, and hey, I'm not the oldest guy in the world, but I'm also not a spring chicken. I mean, <laughs> like the, 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 you know, it, it's it's you know, this is what happens when you have somebody come up from outside of government who's been a major success and is willing to actually have the backbone and the energy that you talked about at the beginning of this interview and fight and fight for this country. And, you know, I'm a civilian, this whole thing, like you and like everybody listening, and that's what I do, too. I fight. Like, we have to. And people have to go out today, and they have to fight. They have to vote. I mean, it, it's just that simple. And you have to vote red. Um, Nancy Pelosi would be the greatest disaster that ever happened to this country if she, uh, you know, if she took over, you know, if she took over the House. And, um, you know, it's, it's, people have to get out there, and you have to vote in Ohio. It's just that simple. I mean, you've got some really important races. Bob Gibbs. The wine, Renazi. I mean, you just you just you have to get out there. You have to vote. I mean, you have to vote. Eric Trump is our guest. Last thing, Eric. You know, you you just ran down some of the very important critical numbers that I want people to take with them as they go to vote today and understand that all of those accomplishments were 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 the res- result of of Republicans supporting your dad's vision, his supporting of some congressional, some of his uh, colleagues and allies in the in the Congress, their vision, and they worked together to get this done despite all of the opposition of the Democrats, uh, and that's extraordinarily important. But but in addition to the numbers and the accomplishments and the fact that we're winning, can you speak? just to, for a moment to the tone and the tenor and and what the Democrats have done because the constant calls for the um, uh, harassing and intimidation if not outright violence to be committed against people wearing MAGA hats or Trump supporters against their persons or their property chasing them out of various places uh, the, the the dialogue the, the promises by Hillary Clinton will start being civil again once we win until then uh, no this is what's going to be the, the, the way that it's done kick them when uh, when they go low all of these different things uh, along with quite honestly the the in the indescribable and unimaginable smearing and defamation of Brett Kavanaugh all for political reasons they don't deserve to be rewarded for all of that behavior Eric aside from all of the economic numbers you listed they just can't be rewarded for behaving that way by being given the reins of power can they well, you know, the Kavanaugh, the Kavanaugh accuser came out and said yesterday that, you know, um, she totally uh, made it up, uh, not for it, but one of the other ones, totally made the whole thing up. And, 
you know, did this to try and derail his confirmation hearings. And, um, you know, you don't even hear about it in the media. I mean, that's how disgusting it is. Um, Bob, I, I mean, you know, you and I have gotten to know each other, but he, I mean, I've been on the receiving end of, of, of probably more of this than uh, just about anybody out there, maybe other than the president. And, um, you know, it, it's it's uh, it's incredible. My, you know, my wife opened up a package of, you know, white powder that exploded all over the thing with a you know, nice little note, you know, for me. And, you know, my brother's wife did the same thing. She got rushed to the, you know, the ER after that happened. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, let's, let's, let's not talk about, you know, civil, you know, um, disobedience. I mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Some of the things that we've seen come from, from the opposite side, but you have to tune it all out. I mean, there are, there are whack jobs in this country. There are people that don't represent the left, don't represent the, the right. They exist out there. Um, you know, that shouldn't, they shouldn't have any party affiliation. You know, at, at the end of the day, though, I mean, it, it is about fighting for this country. It is about winning for this country, and this country is winning. America is winning. America is in the best economic shape it's ever been in. America has the best military it's had. Under Obama, half of our fighter planes couldn't even take off because there weren't enough parts to get them airborne, meaning they were literally grounded because of broken parts. Um, you know, because they didn't have the budgets to buy new parts. They couldn't make new parts. So they were going to museums across the country to take parts off of museum jets to get our fighter planes airborne. And, you know, I mean, the last administration had given $150 billion to Iran, a country that hates our guts, $150 billion, including cargo planes full of cash. You know, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't America. This isn't leadership we need. And, and, and that's why you need common sense people in there who will go out and fight like hell for this country and, you know, preserve our religion and preserve our, you know, I, I mean, we were losing our religious freedom in this country. I mean, if, if there are certain places in this country um, where, you know, if you said Merry Christmas to somebody, you'd be ostracized. I mean, you, you'd be you'd be scorned. We were losing our religion. We were, we were losing our economy. We were losing our military. Our veterans were being treated like, I can't even say it, you know, um, no, nothing yeah. was being done about, I, I mean... It's just incredible, and, and America is back, and we are winning. We are winning. We are the most respected country around the world again, and if Nancy Pelosi gets in there, all she's going to do is resist and obstruct these. They have no message other than to attack law enforcement and other to want to raise everybody's taxes, double everybody's taxes, which, by the way, would put this country into a recession. Um, you know, people have to get out, and people in Ohio, guys, you know, get out, vote. Um, if you're driving right now and you hear this message and you weren't going to vote, you've got you've got to go out and do it. It is so simple. You can look up your polling location in three seconds. It takes about four seconds to vote. You've got to do it for this country. I mean, you've got to do it for this country. We're We're doing too well. We're doing too well as a nation, Bob. You're exactly right, uh, Eric Trump, and that is the message, and I have been trying to remind everybody of that for so long. I told everybody to get out and vote early, and I just want to close with this, and if you want to speak to it in, in wrapping this up, you can. Do not take for granted the good news. We've seen the news and the numbers reported on Fox News and in some other places that uh, Republicans' um, early voting is very, very strong, much stronger than it was even in 2016 and even in the last midterm at 2014. Republicans are out in force in early voting. I don't want Republican voters today who have not yet voted to think well we got this you know we you know we've got a, a big lead already it isn't that important for me to get there if people are complacent if they are comfortable and if they think everything is fine uh they're gonna they're gonna be very very disappointed when the uh, polls close tonight so i want to make sure that everybody gets out there and and knows how important Bob, each individual vote is <clears throat> bob they do that they do that 100 percent to suppress the, the, the vote oh hey we're looking good i know they, they do stay at home <laughs> you, you, you can't trust me trust me you can't stay at home. It doesn't matter where you live in this country. You can't stay at home at this one. You have to get out there and you have to vote. And, 
you know, if, 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 if everybody's life is better because of the president, you know, Republicans, Democrats, people whose lives are better, people who are making more money, people whose 401ks have gone up by 30%, they got to get out and vote. We're going to have an awesome night. Uh, if they don't, um, congratulations. We're going to be living with Nancy Pelosi for the next two years, which, um, you know, again, has been government for, you know, more years than I can count. It's, uh, yep. you know, it's just... It's incredible. So anyway, well, um, Eric, thank you, thank you for matching your your dad's energy and and work ethic. You and your family and the entire team uh, have been just on, instrumental in in trying to carry Republicans over the finish line. Hopefully, we will add to the number of red seats in Congress and in the Senate by the time we're done here in the state of Ohio today and around the country as well. And thanks for coming on here consistently and repeatedly to make sure to share that message with our listeners and your yeah. dad's constituents. Bob, thanks for the friendship. Look forward to speaking to you very soon. I so am I. Thank you very much, Eric. Eric Trump, the uh, son of the President of the United States, one of his uh, leading spokespersons as well, does just a tremendous job of sharing the message with the masses here and everywhere. All right, uh, it's 10.52. We'll get a quick time out here, check our traffic for the final time with Jim Lucio, I believe, and then uh, we'll come back and get a couple of your phone calls before we're done on Election Day 2018. Ten fifty six. Final segment. Short one on AM fourteen twenty. The answer. You have. Uh, let's see. Eleven. We'll call that six, seven, seven and a half hours. Right. Seven and a half hours left to cast your vote. Polls close in Ohio at seven thirty. You have got to make sure. Do not take it for granted, as Eric Trump said. Do not stay home. Do not think. Ah, the line's going to be too long. Don't miss your opportunity to cast a vote for the future of this country. Do not allow us to be dragged back into the past, into economic malaise, into lawlessness, into attacks on police officers, into uh, into open borders, into abolishment of ICE. Do not let us get dragged backwards when we have come so far. Donnie in Euclid, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Hey, Donnie, how are you? Good morning, Bob. I just hope that everybody does get up and vote and do, and just do vote your conscience, but I pray that that conscience involves voting a straight Republican ticket because, frankly, there are no Democrats that I would trust to run this country. And if you want to get a good idea, after you voted and you can stream uh, stream any any kind of a movie, the best one I can think of to do, to uh, to uh, characterize Donald Trump is if you like Chuck Norris, check out Lone Wolf McCoy. Because that's who who Donald Trump reminds me of. Have a good one, Bob. All right, Donnie, thanks for the call. I appreciate it, as always. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the attitude. I do. And the president shot. Those clips I was playing right before Eric, Eric uh, Trump came on, too, by the way. Just the president in Cleveland. Just so, um, uh, uh, they just exemplify his entire attitude. He just doesn't care about style. He doesn't care about, you know, what you think. Critics, rip me for my speech, rip me for my mannerisms, rip me all you want. I'm driving the message home, and I absolutely love that. And if you want to call that Lone Wolf McQuaid style, that's fine with me. I mean, whoever even heard of midterms? I don't even know what it is. I've had a lot of people say, I don't know what midterm is, but now I'm watching every single minute, and I'm going out to vote. But the key is you have to go out to vote. Because, in a sense, I am on the ticket. you got to go out to vote. He is. In a sense, he is on the ticket because his policies are all over the doggone thing. There is something going on. There's an electricity... Like people have not seen since a date, 20, 
16 November. A lot of things are going on. Get out and vote. I know he forgot the date. It was November 8th. (laughs) It was November 8th, 2016, Mr. President, that you shocked the world. Shalom in Cleveland Heights. Go ahead, Shalom. Hey, Bob. I was at the Trump rally yesterday, and I just it was just awesome. The word electricity is exactly correct there. Um, you know, uh, the president was listing off his list of accomplishments, and he talked about the um, the fact that he moved the embassy over to Jerusalem, from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and the crowd roared when he made that statement. And I felt so warm and good inside. As a Jewish voter, as a Jewish Trump supporter, to all my Jewish colleagues and friends, Get out there and vote Republican. Shalom. That is a great message to end the show with, my friend. Thank you so much. Hopefully all of your Jewish friends and family will do exactly that. We'll see you tomorrow. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.